I don't know about you, but one of the worst feelings is when you work so incredibly hard on a piece of content, you post it and it absolutely bombs. There's an extreme pressure on us as creators to have our posts perform to a certain standard, most of the time a standard we set for ourselves, but nonetheless a standard. And it can be very upsetting when it goes differently than we expect. That's one of the reasons why UGC is becoming a service for creators that is truly booming right now. Unless you've been living under a rock, you've very likely heard of UGC or user-generated content. It's a buzzword that's completely taking over on TikTok and Twitter, and so many creators are beginning to look into becoming a UGC creator. User-generated content is a type of service that creators can offer where they play videographer or photographer. They're creating the content for the brands without any posting requirements. The content is used by the brand in their social media posts, marketing efforts, and sometimes even on packaging or in-store advertisements. The best part about UGC is that you don't necessarily have to worry about how it performs because you, as the creator, do not have to post it. It takes a ton of that pressure of performance off of our shoulders and just lets us focus on what we do best, being creators. But how the heck do you start as a UGC creator? Where do you even begin? How are you supposed to get these gigs and how do you know what to charge? What's different about UGC versus typical influencing? I'm Kristen Busquet and I've been a full-time creator for over three years and have brought in over $350,000 from sponsored posts and content creation collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is the podcast where we teach you, the entrepreneurial creator, to turn your online influence and creativity into a profitable, self-sustaining business. Today, we're here with Marielle Galindo, a jewelry designer turned content creator who just got her start as a UGC creator about three months ago. She's dove in full force and is finding tons of success working with businesses to create content for them. Marielle is giving us a peek at what it's like to start as a UGC creator in mid-2022. She'll tell us all about the different types of UGC content, what skills you need to have to produce UGC content, and where she's consistently finding gigs, plus so much more. We're giving you the scoop on all things becoming a UGC creator. This My Biz BFFs is Social Scoop. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 38 of Social Scoop. My name's Kristen, and I'm so pumped that you're here. As always, thank you so much for all of your support. I say this every week because it truly is so awesome to see. I love, love, love this podcast so much. It's my favorite part of my job. So the fact that you listen honestly means so much to me. Anyway, before I get too sappy, I have to tell you the Social Mate Monthly Creator Membership is live. We've been live for about three and a half, four weeks, and we've got over 50 high quality creators for you to connect with. Aside from the community, each month you'll be provided with templates, exclusive podcast episodes, weekly reels trending sounds, live Q&A office hours, and our collaborative brand email database that's truly growing every single day. This month, we've released an episode all about setting your rates and creating your media kit with all the tips and tricks that you need. And we also shared our media kit and rate card template, our Notion partnerships tracker, and our creator rate sheet where you can learn exactly what your starting rate should be if you're having trouble creating fair rates. 
Plus, I truly want to get to know every person personally who is part of our membership. So when you enroll, you'll be able to book a private one-on-one get-to-know-you call where I can learn more about you and your struggles to essentially help point you in the right direction. Head to the link in the description to get in on our booming community of creators, and I will see you guys there. Wow, Instagram literally threw so much freaking news at us this week. As the week was going on, I was writing all this news down, and I was like, holy crap. (laughs) It was like a little kind of crickets for the last couple of weeks, and then all of a sudden, they were like, we're going to throw a million things at you. So let's dive right into it. First of all, a full screen Instagram experience is here. This is something that we've talked about a couple of times in the last few weeks, but it's something that's officially getting to roll out to quite a few people. And I'll tell you, it doesn't seem like anyone is very excited about this. Anyone I have seen who has made this switch, you know, like without any sort of consent, this is just something that Instagram has switched on some people's accounts. They don't seem happy. (laughs) So I have not gotten this change yet. So we'll have to see what happens when I do. But essentially, it's a full screen experience. Um, I've heard some things about the stories queue on the top, like you can't scroll through it, which I think is very weird. Um, It seems like people are kind of having a lot of glitches with it and just don't love the way that the caption show. Honestly, I've just heard kind of a lot of random things. But just if you realize that your Instagram feed has changed, this is something that's actively happening for a ton of accounts. So it's not like necessarily just a glitch for you. Um, This is a feature that was announced recently by Adam Masseri and it's just getting rolled out to more and more creators this week. So if you have it, I would love to hear your thoughts. Send me a DM on Instagram and let me know what you think so far. I'm very excited to get it so I can try it out and basically just form my own opinions. But so far, not super excited based on what I have heard from other people. Instagram is working on what might be the most useless feature ever. I had to introduce it that way because I literally cannot believe that they're working on things like this when we have such bigger problems that we would should be tackling here. Um, Instagram is working on a walkie-talkie feature, you know, just in case commenting, DMing, sending voice memos, FaceTiming, going live, like all of these things, just in case they're not enough for you, you can now walkie-talkie. <laughs> I can't even take this seriously. I really can't. Walkie-talkie feature is being tested for Instagram. Instagram, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Get it together. Listen to us. We don't need a walkie-talkie feature. We need plenty of other more beneficial things. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to get off that one cuz I could really go off. <laughs> okay, soon you are going to be able to hide likes and views on Reels. This is something that has been kind of in talks for a little bit, you know, a little bit of time, but I've seen this more and more. Basically, just like you can hide likes on your feed posts, um, you will be able to hide likes and views on Reels. I know that people have mixed feelings about this. I absolutely understand it from a mental health perspective where you don't want to keep looking at that number and just, you know, if it's not doing what you want it to do, get very upset about it. Trust me. I 1000% understand it from that perspective. However, if I'm a brand and I'm coming to your page to just very quickly look and see if the stats are what I need for a partnership and I don't see them, I'm not going to go find another website that shows me the views. I'm literally just going to go find another creator. So I just feel like this could be more 
less beneficial than you would think um, when it comes to, you know, actual brands looking at your page and deciding if you are someone they want to work with because they do take these things into consideration. So I personally won't be hiding my likes or my views. I don't hide my likes on my posts now. Honestly, some of my posts do great. Some of them literally are so horrible and I'm just dealing with it. You know, I'm just, it is what it is. It is what it is. I can't do anything more than what I'm doing. So that's what I tell myself so that I don't get upset. So instead of, you know, hindering my chances at working with brands, I'm just mentally working on how I feel about post-performance. I think that's, I'm tackling the bigger problem here is basically what I'm trying to say. You do you, you do whatever feels right for you, but I just wanted to kind of give you both perspectives there. As you've probably heard this week, Instagram is making major moves with video. So they released a few things here. Um, First of all, kind of the biggest part of this, in my opinion, all Instagram videos will now be converted to Reels. So Instagram video is no longer. Before Reels, we were just posting videos, you know, to our feeds. Um, We had like that you know, Instagram video, IG, TV, kind of a different segment on our Instagram pages. Instagram Reels is going to be the only form of video for your feed from this point on. As far as I know, that will not be affecting stories or so I haven't heard anything about it. But as far as I know, all video that was like an IG video or IGTV, whatever, will now be a Reel. If it's longer than the real time limit, I'm honestly not sure what's going to happen, but I don't feel like a lot of us really post Instagram videos. Mostly at this point, we're probably posting reels. So honestly, this wasn't something I cared about a ton, but it is a really big move for them. They're taking away part of Instagram completely. So they're also kind of releasing this new, I guess, feature, you could call it, On Reels, they're going to have a dual camera option where you can show what your video looks like from the front camera and from the back camera. So like, I don't know why my brain instantly goes to like if I were at the beach taking a video and it would show the beach as like the big part of the screen and then up in the corner, it would show my front camera. So it would show like what I'm looking like while I'm taking this video. I can definitely see there being some really cool ways to use this. So I actually really like this feature. I don't have it personally yet, but I can already think of some ways that I would probably use it. So we'll see how that goes. I'm actually excited. Also, we talked about this quite a few times now, but it has been officially announced. Reels templates are on the way. So this is where you'll basically be able to choose a template of a video that you like, basically the way it's put together. And then you'll be able to use that template, upload your own clips into that formula, and it will essentially spit out a version for you that you can share. So I love that. Very excited about that. Um, Also, they had announced something about remixing and guys I have to say I really don't think any of us are actually using that (laughs) so you know the show notes link has all that information if you want to learn more about the remixing but I just don't feel like it was important enough to even go into because I don't think any of us use it I really have like never seen it used (laughs) one other thing here Instagram is relaunching the location and hashtag stories so this is something that we used to do a lot like we would tag our locations we would tag hashtags And then you could be discovered basically through these locations and hashtags. And then once Reels came out, this kind of went away. So it's coming back and I actually love the way it looks. I'm very excited about this. I, for one, use the location tags 
so like I don't necessarily tag locations but I look through them very often so like if I'm going to a new restaurant or something I'm looking at that location tag like I want to see stories I want to see posts like I want to see what that place looks like I want to see what the food looks like so I can do my research right so I'm very excited about this. It basically will show you all the information you need to know about different locations. It will show you all the stories there, all the feed posts there, the reels. So you'll be able to really deep dive into places that you're going or hashtags that you want to look into. This also means that you should start using hashtags and location tags on stories more as a way to get discovered through this new feature since more people will very likely be using it since it's a lot more user-friendly and actually provides a lot of valuable information. So if you're listening to this episode, you are very clearly interested in learning more about being a UGC creator. I personally have been a UGC creator. I've been creating UGC for brands for about three years now. Um, I've worked with brands like HelloFresh, Smile Direct Club, Rowdy Energy, Shutterfly, Kinky Vodka, honestly a bunch more. And once I saw that there were so many creators who were trying to learn about user-generated content, I put all of my knowledge that I've learned in the last three or four years into an ebook for you. So our Becoming a UGC Creator ebook includes over 50 pages of step-by-step instructions on how to get into user-generated content. And it's now available in our Etsy shop. It's under $20. I wanted to make it very affordable for you guys as always. Or, or you can actually get it for free. So you can get it for free by becoming a member of our private community. A lot of the resources that you see on our Etsy shop and things like that are for free in our community, and we update that every month. Uh, So you can get a lot of really great things in there. We're also running a really cool challenge right now where a bunch of us are posting three reels a day for 30 days just to see what happens. So far, everyone seems to have mixed results. And we're just kind of nail it, trying to nail it down and see what happens here. So join us in that community. I can't wait to see you guys there. But without further ado, let's learn about getting into user-generated content. All right, guys, so I'm so excited. I've heard so much about UGC, as I'm sure everyone else has on the internet. So I felt like we needed to dedicate a whole episode to UGC. And the first person that came to my mind was my friend, Mattielli. Who she is, I guys, for those who don't know, which none of you guys do, we literally just had a whole conversation about how I should pronounce her name and if I should pronounce it with the accent or not. But I'm going to say I did a pretty good job, I think. Would you agree? No, you did great. Okay, you did great. Like I said, you know, as long as we, uh, as a Puerto Rican, we appreciate the effort, okay. right? Like as long as you're trying, that's what we're like, yes, they're trying, they're trying to get it. I did try. I did try. So we're going to go with it. So Medielli is here with us today. She is a UGC creator who just got started pretty recently and she's killing it with UGC. So I wanted to talk to her today and share this conversation with you guys so you can figure out how to essentially start your UGC journey and kind of get nailed down the things that you need to know to get started. So thank you so much for being here. No, I'm so excited. Thanks for even thinking of me. Of course. I think it's so crazy. It's kind of funny because I just did a podcast with my best friend. Yeah. And then I did one with you. Now I'm doing one with you. But it was actually on my vision board, which I think is kind of bizarre. I love that. I had literally looked at it. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I remember I said I wanted to be more on podcast. And I kind of just left it alone. And then all of a sudden, like, we were talking about manifestation on her podcast. And I didn't Ah. tell them until the very end of the podcast. I was like, hey, by the way. 
I had this, and it's funny that you guys have this on air uh, sign in yeah. your in your room because that is literally what it said on my vision board. It That's so awesome. Air thing, and I was like, and then I'm doing one with you, so I think it's just it was meant to be the world, you know. Well, yes. Hey, when you put it out there into the universe, it's just like it's weird how they it just comes to you. Like I manifestation yeah. is like. Not what we're going to talk about today, but it, I no, could go, not, but. we could go in on manifestation because it really is so crazy. But anyways, so tell us a little bit about how you got started as a UGC creator, but also tell us like, what is UGC and like, how does that differ from being an influencer? So essentially UGC and the difference between UGC and influencers. So an influencer uses their influence, influence in order to make you make a purchase, right? Because you trust them. They've built a community, so on and so forth. UGC creator instead is a person who is obsessed with the product, uses a product religiously, or is someone who just was able to use a product and is giving their genuine opinion about the product. Now, you've probably seen people do that on Amazon where they buy something and they just leave a review. Now people get paid for it. And the reason why is because, as we all know, video has taken over social media. Basically. Uh, As we can see from Instagram changing from a photo app to now a video app. Uh, So video is king now. So... That is why so many people are being able to get into it because brands are realizing two years after TikTok being in the U.S. that they're like, oh, no, we're behind. Right. This is not as easy as it may seem. Exactly. We need to hire people. So that is what it is. Yeah. And then to get to your first question, how I got started. So to get to how I got started, you have to go two years back. So I started on TikTok about two years ago. Okay. I own a, a sustainable jewelry brand. And that's why I started it because uh, I'm sure you probably know who this is, but Gary V, I oh, don't yeah. know what it was. I was watching him in 2019 at the end. I was in Puerto Rico with my family. And he said, if you have a business and you're not on TikTok, you're not serious about your business. And for some reason, it just clicked for me. Yeah. And I was like, I got to get on TikTok. So I didn't understand anything really about social media. Like I got it to a certain extent. But I wasn't really well-versed. I didn't understand the whole influencer thing and all that jazz. So when I first started on TikTok, and I posted the first video I've ever posted on TikTok on Twitter, which is funny. It's so funny. It's so so (laughs) cringe, but it's great. We all have those. It has like Justin Bieber's uh, bubble song or whatever, bubblegum song on there. It's, It's so cringe. It's great, though. But I started on there, and I just literally was posting seven to 10 times a day because I was like, I've got to understand how this whole thing works. And slowly but surely I started understanding the platform, started understanding what trends were and hashtags and how you, how you should niche down to a certain degree in order to, you know, build a community and all this other stuff. So that's how I got started. So I have posted over 2000 uh, TikToks uh, over the last two years. So then when UGC came about, I was looking for a side hustle. I was like, I need another supplement of money because I have my jewelry brand. Uh, Doing sustainable is not... One thing about owning a sustainable brand, it is very... It's a lot of money that is involved because sustainability is not easy. So there's a lot of money that I was like, okay. And I'm, you know, I don't have a sugar daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. You're building it from the ground. Yeah. So I, you know, I I live in LA, but you know, my mother and father don't support me. I saw me, myself and I, so I was like, I need a side hustle to start supplementing my jewelry brand in order for me to make this sustainable and keep this going. And that's when UGC came around and I have a really nice camera. Now, mind you, I had set a goal that I wanted to make content for other brands. I didn't know it was going to be video content. Yeah. I thought I was going to be shooting 
really cute videos with like maybe like you know a little poppy right with a little cute stand and making it cute and very like you know how those yeah really, like product uh, video yeah, yeah yeah like just very like cool like uh product photography right and then I just kept hearing about UGC over and over on my page and not I like saw it like once and then like in the same week I saw it like two or three times I know and then all of a sudden I saw this girl and she's like I made six thousand dollars doing UGC I was like teach me (laughs) what so then she like goes into like how she's doing it and how to get into it and then I was like there is no way that people are making money doing this This just seems so untrue so I was like you know what I'm a skeptic but I'm a skeptic until I try so I got on uh, uh, Billow, which is an app that you can use, uh, which yeah. I highly recommend if you're starting your UGC journey and you want to get paid for making content for brands, hop on Billow. You don't have to do free gifted collabs. I'm not a free gifted collab person. I don't push that on my page. But yeah, uh, if you want to get paid for your work, hop on Billow. And then that's how I got started. And then I was like, okay, well, then let me get on Fiverr. And I don't I don't remember why I got on Fiverr. I think maybe someone might have mentioned it briefly, but I pretty much just got on Fiverr and I was like, okay, let me see what the top UGC creators are doing on Fiverr. Like, what do their portfolios look like? Yeah. What are the, what's the lingo they're using? What type of gigs do they have up? And I like studied for like three or four days. I mean, I went in, like I, <laughs> I even found these people on Twitter yeah. and TikTok. I was like, do they have a TikTok? Do they have a Twitter? Do they have an Instagram? Like I went deep into the deep end. I was like, I right. to understand the formula for each one, Yeah. you know? And then, you know, one of the top ones is like an actor. So then I was like, okay, maybe I should start taking acting classes, which I think I mentioned to you before. I'm taking acting classes with my friend. Um, and then, you know, the other girl that's a top creator on there, she's from Australia. Um, and she, she's a badass, uh, but she's done work with a bunch of different brands. And yeah, that's what I did. I just kind of reversed and studied everyone. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to post my gig on Fiverr. Right. I didn't just post a gig on Fiverr with a cute (laughs) photo of me going like, I can create UGC content when it comes to like posting gigs and all that kind of stuff. You have to make people feel like they're in the room with you. Yeah. And if they don't feel that, like if they don't feel anything when they see your video, if you don't feel anything when they see your even like a page or your portfolio, right. they're not probably going to book you because you're not giving them any emotion. So exactly. I really definitely like when I made my, my video, my intro video, I had to make one for the Billow app. You can't just go on there and post a picture. Kind of like on Fiverr, you can, but on Billow, they're like, no, you need like an introduction video. Right. Now, mind you, I messed up the first time when I was on Billow. I thought that you had to do an individual video for each client, and it's just one video that represents your entire portfolio. Okay. So the first video I did, I was like, and I did this strategically also. I was like, okay, well, everyone's going to want to do all the makeup and all the gadgets, right? What don't people want to do? People don't want to do the cleaning products, which is funny because I have to do a video for this and it's right here. <laughs> people don't want to do the cleaning yeah. products. People don't want to do bike. Right. So the first video I ever did was for a bike company and it was for a mount. Yeah. And I thought I had to do a video for them. So I curated this whole video for them about why they should pick me. Little did I know that was supposed to be my intro video. Oh, oh my gosh. They picked me, <laughs> they picked me and I did it. Uh, but then I slowly realized I was like applying to other gigs and I was like, wait, wait, what? I was like, oh, I got to redo the intro. <laughs> so then I went back and I was like, oh, so, and I had remembered the girl from Fiverr had done an intro and I like looked at her video and I was like, okay, how, how does she structure this? And right. what did she say? And what did she put in there to make people feel like, like she's in, like you're in the room with her. Right. 
So I did the same kind of thing, but I didn't copy. I made it my own way, right? I put edits and cuts and I made it funny. It was catered to myself, right? Exactly. Um, And then I posted it on there and then I just kept applying to all the stuff that people didn't want to do. And that's how I started getting more gigs on Billow because again, like I say, like everyone wants the glamorous. Everyone wants to work with Dior. Everyone wants to work with the beauty brand with the coolest, latest gadget. Right. I don't care. I like making content for small, medium brands and large companies so that they can uh, build a presence. Like, I just love it. So yeah, that's how I got started. (laughs) I love that. No, I mean, like everything that you said is so helpful. And again, like it kind of just touches on like how there is really so much within UGC. Like there's so many different places that you can apply to jobs, so many different products, like so many different kind of ins and outs. Um, Like even with like making the the video as your intro video on, on Billow. Like, so, I mean, before we kind of like, dive into those apps because I do want to talk about like you know Fiverr Upwork those kind of things Mm -hmm. tell us what kind of UGC is there so like what would be considered UGC like what kind of deliverables so I mean I can I'll just take some products right now that I have around me because I have (laughs) to make so I have to do like a how-to video of like a before and after uh, because I have a grill that I just got and this okay. is a grill cleaner for a cleaning product. So they want me to do a before and after video of this. So that okay. is a UGC video. It's like demonstrating the product yep. and pretty much just showing people like, yo, this actually works. This is great for your grill. Right. So there's that. I have to do another video of this and this is more so of like an unboxing. Uh, and then I also have to do like a how to video, of like how does it work Okay. in the packaging. And then I did one for this company recently. <laughs> Um, and it was just talking about how this is like great for your phone. It's a great travel uh, gadget. And I made a whole video as to like why I love traveling. With okay. Them. Oh my God. There's so many different types of UGC. <laughs> it's like, it's, it really is endless. And I think the other thing about UGC now is that we're starting to see is that it's going to start venturing out because right. even I myself, even though I do products, I also work with a gaming company and I create ads for their gaming company. Okay. So, and that was because I started doing UGC and that right. in itself is like not even product. It's product driven, but it's from your phone. So it's video okay. games it's on like your a service phone. Almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've done a couple ads for them. What else have I done? Like apps. I've done ads for apps. Uh, that are on your phone. I did one for a yoga flow app. Yeah, very cool. The opportunities sound like they're definitely endless. And I know we were even talking the other day about like copywriting and script writing and and transcribing from one language to the other. Like that can all be part of being a content creator as well, which again, like aren't necessarily the things you automatically think of. Like a lot of the times when you hear like content creation or UGC, you automatically just think photo and video, but there's so many other like avenues that you can go down as well. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. And the, the best way to figure out how you can monetize something. And this is how I figured it out because I didn't know, like, I really didn't know that me posting over 2000 TikToks and being on TikTok for over two years and having a 25 K following, I would be able to monetize. Like, I didn't know that was, I don't know what it was. It wasn't until I got on Fiverr and started seeing all the different gigs that people had. Yeah. And then I was like, you can charge $30 for subtitles in Spanish. (laughs) This is a thing. I was like, what am I doing? Why am I working for someone else? Now, mind you, I'm not telling you guys to quit your job, but I'm just saying, it's just like, if you're trying to make side money, right. These are just like these little itty bitty things that you can start little by little, get really good at yeah, and then eventually make a lot of money. And it's funny because there's actually another TikTok creator, which I follow on my UGC account. And that's how she makes her money. She is a Fiverr girl. She is, she's a copywriter and that's all she does. Yeah. She travels the world and 
I remember seeing her before. I'd follow her before, but I was like, how do you do it? I was like, oh, I don't really like copywriting. Right. But now that I'm doing UGC, copywriting is heavily involved in UGC. It is. For sure. And it's interesting, like one thing you touched on in the beginning that I think is so important is like this aspect of like research, you know, like so many creators, I think are like, oh, UGC, that means like taking photos and videos for brands like I can do that. And then they just again, like you said, they take a selfie that's like I can make UGC content and post it. But again, like that doesn't necessarily show that you are like a very well-rounded, skilled professional who has done their research in, you know, like figuring out how can you work with these brands to actually bring them to success with whatever their goals are. So I think the fact that you did so much research when you were getting into it was probably what has made you so successful because you understand, again, like the lingo, you understand what the brands want. Like you have found all these different places that you can get these jobs. And and again, I think that research is something that a lot of influencers or content creators skip when they are just getting started because they think like, oh, I can I can take a couple photos. I can take some videos like this is no problem. But there really is so much more that's involved in it. You know, there's a lot more. And, you know, when it comes to anything, right, that's very new, you're always going to get people that jump on the bandwagon right. who want to promote that type of service so that they get more views, get more likes, get more followers, right? Yeah. But it's your job to do the due diligence to research these individuals who are feeding you this information. Right. Because even like I tell my mother, don't believe everything you read on Facebook. I'm going <laughs> to say the same thing to you. Do not believe right. everything that you see on TikTok. Right. I always remind people who follow me, even on my UGC journey, like, yeah, I may live in LA, like I said before, but I don't have a sugar daddy and mommy and daddy aren't funding my, yeah. my uh, activities. Like it is me, myself and I. So I don't want you guys to see me living in LA and grabbing my coffee once a week at Alfred yeah. or once a month and thinking <laughs> I'm living this lavish life because I'm not. Exactly. UGC is hard. It's a hustle. It is not easy. And when people come on, you know, as I like to say, Beyonce's internet and say that it's extremely, that it's extremely easy. I'm like, you are, you are leading people down a path. And that is not, it's not good because they're going to get mad at you Yes. when they start this journey. Yep. And then they're going to remember you when you said this was easy Because people remember, people always remember how you made them feel. And they'll remember that time when you popped up on their For You page and you said, UGC is so easy. And then they started (laughs) and then they're like, wait, 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 I got to learn more ads. Yeah, exactly. There's so much. It's a lot. It's a plethora. Now, don't get me wrong. Getting into UGC, if you know video content, is very, the entry to barrier is very easy, right? You'll get one-off customers. But if you want longevity in this field, you want repeat customers. You want people that come back to you because they know that you're going to, you're going to deliver great service. You're going to, your videos up to par, your quality, all that stuff. I have so many repeat customers. Like I was looking at my statistics the other day on Fiverr, 70% of my customers are repeat. Wow. That's, that's huge. And I tell people like, if you're looking for a quick buck, because you want to make quick money and you're not really doing this long haul, by all means, do it that way. But that's not the advice I'm giving. I'm giving long haul longevity, like you want repeat customers because you don't want to be on these applications going click, 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 like time to get a job. It's, It's exhausting. Exactly. Well, that's how so many influencers feel about pitching. You know, they're like, oh man, I have to pitch to 10, 20 brands a week. But it's like, if you just have really great connections with the brands that you're already working with, like that would be easier to just keep working with those brands versus 
you having to go out and find new customers all of the time. Yeah, for sure. And then you can, this is one thing that I haven't implemented yet, but I want to start doing like a referral program where yeah. like, you know, I have a past client that like refers a friend of theirs or something like that. They get a 10% or 15% discount on the next order. Yeah. And those are just like little things that, you know, I didn't know until I started doing UGC yeah. that you can charge people for. Right. And you can give them discounts and all this other stuff. So Exactly. No, that's that's super helpful to know. Again, there really are so many different little things, little details that you find out through doing your research. And I mean, for anyone listening to even this podcast, like this is research. You do more of this and eventually you get most of the knowledge that you need to get things off the ground, you know? Yeah. So I mean, speaking of getting things off the ground, we've talked about, we've mentioned Fiverr a few times. We've mentioned um, Billow a few times, Upwork, Contra. Like there's a lot of these service apps or service websites. Mm -hmm. So um, I guess, are there any other ones besides the ones I just mentioned that you really like? But then also tell us, like walk us through what these sites look like. How do we get you know, like, is it you posting a job listing and then basically you just like wait for people to come like, or are you applying to gigs? Like, how does this exactly work for you on the websites? So I'll go in order from my favorite to my least, Ooh, yeah. uh, or what's working, what's the most working for me? What's the least working for me? So yeah, the first one that's working for me the best is Fiverr. It's all inbound. Essentially what you do is you go on Fiverr, you create a profile, uh, make sure I don't want to go too into detail. Sometimes I go too into detail, um, but you create a profile uh, and then you post your gig up and then people will see your gig and then um, they'll click on it. You have a communication with them. And then eventually what will happen is uh, they either book you for the gig or they don't. Right. So that's kind of how it works. Yep. Same thing kind of works with Upwork as well. The only difference between Upwork and Fiverr is that you can actually apply to gigs on Upwork. On Fiverr, you can't apply to gigs. Everyone just comes to you. It's kind of like Amazon. Got it. Uh, it's a marketplace. Right. You can call it's pretty much like Amazon, yeah. uh, what Fiverr is, right? And then Upwork is more so like you can apply to gigs and people actually contact you. Mm -hmm. Upwork's a little funny when it comes to applying and things like that. You have to like earn connects or you have to buy connects in order to apply to certain gigs. Meh. And there's a lot of there's a lot more that goes into Upwork than Fiverr does. Like you have to make sure that someone has a verified payment. I highly recommend that if you're working with anyone that they have a verified Ooh, payment. If they don't have a verified payment, don't work with yeah. them. Because you can get scammed on Upwork. On Fiverr, which is great, and this is why I primarily love Fiverr, is I get spam emails all the I mean spam messages all the time. And I've when I first started, I remember someone had messaged me and I messaged them back. And literally within 24 hours, I remember them saying, Oh, this person has been removed from the platform. Oh, wow. Because they had noticed it was a spam. spam yeah. So they had removed them. Now on Upwork, they don't really do that. <laughs> it's kind of like willy-nilly, like, oh, yeah. you might get scammed, you might not. That's uh, never good to do your research. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you have to do your research. Just again, yeah, do your exactly. research. Just don't apply to a job, you know, don't send your work without a watermark and then, and then they don't pay you. And like, Oh, why did they pay me? Well, you know, <laughs> you should have put a watermark. They just on stole it. <laughs> yeah. And that happens. It happens yeah. all the time. I oh, see yeah. it all the time on Twitter where people are like, I submitted my work and I didn't put a watermark and they haven't paid me. And it's like, Oh, don't know what lesson to say learned <laughs> lesson learned sometimes you got to learn them the hard way yeah and then my third favorite one is billow uh because it's what got me started it's what got me my first two gigs yeah and then um and also it's super easy now mind you i'm not a fan of billow too much reason being is because the pay is not really so there low. that's it's the so low it is 
it's really low and they know it's low. I love them, but it's a little too low. It's good for when you're getting started though. Like if you just want to experiment and, you know, like get paid, what, 25, 50 bucks for a video. It's great to build your portfolio. Exactly. And sectors that you would never do, right? Right. So that's what I use it. And also I use it to get things that I need for my house. I mean, that works too. Yeah, yeah. So instead of buying it, I'm like, well, maybe if, if there's an, as, maybe someone on Billow needs something made or yeah, whatever. Hey. That's how I use it now too. Not a bad idea. The fourth one would be uh, Twitter. Now, mind you, I've had a lot of inbound and outbound work that I've done on Twitter, but for the most part, I am not a fan of using Twitter to get my work, and it's just because there's so many people it's on over Twitter, and there's so many yeah so you've got to think about it this way right some guy makes some e-com guy or makes a you know a post about i'm looking for ugc creators there's over a thousand ugc creators on tiktok following ugc community exactly. ugc whatever you know how twitter works it kind of keeps everyone in that same bubble right all of them are applying yeah and how are you going to stand out when 500 people are applying to one post yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, those guys are not looking at 500 people. Oh, they're absolutely looking at the not. first 30 and then they're, they're not looking at the right. rest. They're done. Exactly. So I've responded to posts, but it just, the pay wasn't worth it. I was right. just like, I'm not creating 30 videos for a thousand dollars. Like right. it's just, that's a lot of work. Right. Seriously. So it's just like, okay, that's not for me. And it works for some people. It really does. But for me, it's just not my thing. Right. Um, and then the last one would be Contra. Now, the reason why Contra doesn't really... I have a Contra profile. Mm-hmm. And I've been wanting to put more more time into Contra. But I just haven't been able to because yeah. Fiverr and Upwork... Are keeping and you busy. take up much of my time. Yeah. And I get inbound work and stuff like that. So... Right. Uh, but yeah, those are the top five. Contra is cool. But I what I've found about it is that there's not a ton of gigs on there. So like you can go on there and apply and then like, you know, you Mm -hmm. go on a few days later and there's nothing new. So I feel like it's just kind of getting, they're getting their feet off the ground, you know? So maybe it will get busier as things go. But from what I've realized so far, it's just not like a ton of opportunity just yet. But I'm curious. So I want to kind of shift into rates because that's something that's, you know, like a huge question for people. Yeah. And considering you started on Billow, which again, like we said, you know, 25, 50 bucks for a video. How did you get from charging 25, $50 a video on the app to like on Fiverr Upwork? I'm sure you're charging more than that now. Uh, my average selling price right now on Fiverr is $148.80. Okay. I look at all the numbers. I'm a numbers person. So I love it. I, I will say this. Like if you want to get also good at this, you got to look at the numbers. You've got to look at how many people are contacting. you got to see how many people are clicking. What are your impressions? All that stuff. Because yes. like, honestly, like this week, my impressions were down and I was like, all right, what are we going to do next in order to make sure that these impressions stay up right. over this level? Right. So I was like, all right, we're going to start getting on Pinterest There you go. and we're going to start driving traffic from Pinterest interest onto right so these are like little things that you have to think about like right because like if you're doing this full-time like I am you are a business and you need to drive traffic to wherever you're at yeah you're running a business people are not just gonna come knocking on your door this I think that's another thing that I feel like a lot of people do even with the fact that we have the internet and they I still feel like people think of themselves as like a brick and mortar where Mm -hmm. people just are like, I'm just going to open up a store and people are going to come. Yeah, exactly. It's not like that, guys. You've got to, you got to do the work. You got to push that. You got to push all these algorithms to say, what is this individual person doing? And why are all these people coming? Right. Like, let's send traffic to them because they're doing, yeah. Mm -hmm. So my average selling price is 148. But my first starting price, I mean, you can go on my Fiverr, is 75. But that is like the most basic thing. It's me against the wall. 
with a, my phone and the, I'm talking about a product. Yeah. And sometimes I charge extra for green screen. Like, right. I'll lift it up. I don't know. Reveals. That's my oh, little yeah. green screen <laughs> up there. Um, and then, you know, I charge it, uh, an extra 10 bucks because sometimes it gets wrinkled. I have to make sure everything's nice. So exactly. I charge all these little things like 75 is a la carte. You're getting Basic. me to help you somewhat with this script. I'm not writing the script. Right. And things like that. So, but for the most part, you're pretty much customizing the rates per project. Oh yeah. I think that that's a thing that also like, yeah, look, I say this like you have to figure out what's what rates you feel like are necessary in order to get paid. Right. Everyone has a certain threshold, yep. a certain amount that they need to make in order to make sure that their bills are being paid. Uh, you need to figure exactly. that out on yourself, but also don't undervalue yourself. Right. Don't get imposter syndrome. Like I used to and be super intimidated yep. to ask these people for the money that you should right. get deserved. And also when you're starting off at UGC, like I think that if you're a newbie newbie starting off at UGC and you don't know anything about video content, you don't know anything, you need to get on Billow. You need to get on Billow yeah, exactly. and, and build your portfolio. Practice. Get paid to build your portfolio and grab products around your house. Yeah. And again, research, right? When I first did my first UGC video on my UGC, the Marielli show or whatever account, yeah. I literally grabbed products all over my house and I then went on their Instagram, went on their TikToks and tried to almost do the same style type of videos that they would like because yeah that is you have to cater the content that you're also yeah. doing to the client exactly i think that you should start on below and then you kind of gradually go up based on your experience just like anything in the world yep. just just it's just like even if you had a job right when you were 16 right. i mean or i guess i could speak for myself when i was 16 my first job i was making six dollars and 75 cents okay crazy um <laughs> i now make you know, doing UGC from $75 and up. And that's even on my right. other job because I have another side hustle that I do, which is like event marketing. And, you know, I, make, you know, I think I make $60 an hour doing that. So it, right. that's it's a big I have difference. experience, by the way. <laughs> I have right. 10 years of doing event marketing. So like, it's all these little things that like add up. Right. But again, based it on experience, I think a lot of UGC uh, creators come into this, right. And they have no experience, no content creation, no nothing. And they're like, right. $150. And it's just like, slow down because you're going to get ripped apart yeah. if you're charging that much. The client's not going to be happy. Right. When you don't have any necessarily like any proven value, mm -hmm. you know, like it's a totally different story. If you can say like, here's all the content I've made. Here's like results. Like I have this, you know, in-depth portfolio. Like that's a totally different story. But again, if you're going into it and you're like, yeah, I don't know. I've made a few videos for my TikTok, like here and there. Like it's a totally different ball game. I think people don't understand like just taking a video and posting it is very different from creating a piece of uh, marketing content. Yeah. That a brand <laughs> that's going to convert, you know, like into actual sales for this brand. And, and that's what a UGC creator is. You're, you're combining creativity and, and content creation with strategy. And that strategy piece is what a lot of creators don't fully understand and why they might have a hard time with UGC is they're like, yeah, it's no problem. Like I can take a cute video, but are you really, you know, like diving into this video and perfecting it to a point where you're like, yes, this is going to actually make them money. Cause that's the whole point, you know? That is the whole point. I mean, at the end of the day, it's sales, right? Yeah, exactly. They're spending money. Even with my own jewelry brand, it's sales. That's how I'm going to be able to build it. Right. So that's the same thing right. you need to do for clients is what is their ROI, which is return of investment. Like what are yeah. you delivering for them? What's going to make them keep coming back? And it's the numbers.
Yep, 100%. And that's, again, it's something that I think not a lot of creators think about, but it really is so important to do that research, learn how to create video content that converts. And then again, like it gets easier and easier as you go along, but that's, you're going to get hired from a brand over someone who's just creating a video that has like no proven results necessarily or a photo even. But one thing I will add on to coming from an influencer standpoint, because at this point in my career, unintentionally, I would say probably half of my uh, partnership income is from UGC. And this is like, I never have called it UGC. It's always just been like, yeah, I'm just like doing content creation for the brands. But now that UGC is like becoming this big thing, it's, it's funny to think about. This has been part of my income for years now. But coming from an influencer perspective, I think getting into UGC can actually be really easy if you're already an influencer. I know for me, like I started off by doing a sponsored post with a brand. And then in that same conversation being like, while I'm here, do you guys want me to just shoot a few extra photos? Like, do you need them for your website? Need them for your socials, whatever. And they're like, yeah, absolutely. Because again, like they've seen my work on Instagram. They know kind of like Mm -hmm. a good idea of what it's going to look like. So while I'm already out there shooting something, shoot a little bit more and I'm adding, you know, a few hundred dollars onto onto my ticket there. So I think if you already are an influencer using UGC as almost like an add-on or like, you know, an additional service that you can introduce to all of the people you're already working with is a great way to make more money while you're already out doing that, you know, like creating that piece of content. Even some of the brands that I've worked with in the past where I've done sponsored work with them and then they've been like, oh, actually, you know, like we really love your photos that you took for us. Like we wanted to hire you to take whatever, five high-res images or a video for an ad. And and that coming from an influencer perspective where they've already been paying me great money from my, my typical sponsored post rates, mm-hmm. it's easier for me to charge more for UGC because they know what I'm used to making, basically, yeah. you know? So like, it's not, you know, like uh, if I were to set up a Fiverr profile and, you know, charge $500 for a video, which is what I charge starting for a lot of the partners I'm already working with, it would be really difficult for me to sell. But because I've already worked with these brands and have, you know, this content to show, it's easier for me to say, hey, my rate is $500 because they've already paid me $1,500 for a post. Like they, you know what I mean? They kind of have like a better understanding of like how much money I expect to make. So for anyone who's an influencer that's listening, dive back into the brands that you've already worked with, introduce the idea of just creating content for them. And then again, like that's something, if it goes well, they're going to keep hiring you once a quarter, even once a month, you never know. But it's a good opportunity instead of strictly just looking for these jobs on other platforms, you already have connections, like tap into those. Yeah, for sure. That is one thing I always hear people say, like, you just need to tap into the people who've already contacted you. You don't need to keep searching for it. And I always tell them, like I said earlier in the podcast, like ask them to recommend you do a referral thing, put them on an email list, send them emails. Like these are, these are a lot of things, you know, like, I you know, they don't talk about it in the UGC community. You know, they're very, yeah. It's not that they're, I don't think it's gatekeeping. I think it's just so new. Right. Um, right. Exactly. And, but I also feel like there, there needs to, people need to say like, I'm very new at this. Exactly. I think that that's one of the biggest things is there needs to be a little bit more transparency when it comes to this whole like UBC thing. Like you, right. you've got people that are just 
making it seem extremely easy. But when you do a background check, they work for ad agencies. Exactly. Yeah. So like, again, they have the skill, they already have the connections. They have the network, which is something that I even thought was hilarious. I was just like, wait, wait, wait. A lot of people don't know this. I studied every single UGC creator that was on TikTok saying that they were doing UGC. And I went down a rabbit hole and I knew exactly what they did, (laughs) where they worked. I did. I went through LinkedIn. I did it all because I was like, I want to understand how they're making this so easy because again, I, like I say on all my videos, I posted over 2000 uh, videos on TikTok. That's why I have all this experience doing TikTok. Right. And then I go, I was in event marketing. I've dealt with clients. I used to own my own modeling agency. So I used to deal with, you know, running around and getting gigs and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, event marketing is somewhat similar to UGC. Like you have to apply to different gigs and see which one picks yeah. you and stuff like that. And it's different agencies that you get picked from. Same thing as event marketing. Yeah. So I, I went down a deep dive because I was like, how is it so easy for them? And I was like, oh, it's because you work for an ad agency. So you have this right. marketing and this college degree. And I was like, okay, so it's all making sense now. But then there's also It's people, all about building the skills. Yeah. And then, you know, but there's also people like Social Cheat Sheet, uh, which she's great. She's another person that like I saw on my mm-hmm. For You page. And I was like, oh my God, like what? Like you have no experience doing any of this and you're doing this? I was like, wait, <laughs> if you could do it. I can do it right. because I've been posted on TikTok for too damn long and you just started posting on TikTok. So what am I doing? <laughs> you, you know something I don't know. So she was actually one of the first people that I saw that I was right, like, right. she's like, I have no experience. And I started this like three months ago and I was like, oh, wow. Right. But you have anomalies. I just want to say there's anomalies like that, right? Not everyone's journey is going to be like that. Exactly. It's the same with influencers. Yeah. You know, like we see influencers who are like, how I grew over 20,000 in, in two days. And it's just like, You're how totally. many people does that happen to? That ha- like, literally not. no one. That's like winning the lotto <laughs> almost to a certain Yeah, day. literally. It really is. And again, I think it's it's tough because it sets up like very unrealistic expectations for a lot of people. And again, like- And clients. Yeah, and clients. That's a very good point too. But you know, like it's it's tough because as creators, like it's it's frustrating. We're like, okay, we're doing everything right. Why are we not getting 20,000 followers overnight? Or why are we not making $10,000, you know, a month in UGC? So like, it's easy to compare yourself to other people. But again, like it's, it's important to realize that that does not happen to every person. Like, no, it's not easy, even though people on the internet sometimes make it look really easy. It's not. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, for sure. So for anyone who's kind of who's listening right now, that's like, okay, so like I need to sit down and I need to do the research. Yes. But like what specific skills should I be looking into or trying to learn in order to be a UGC creator? In your first baby steps, I think the first thing is understanding how to create video content because that's what you're creating. Yeah. You're essentially creating video content. So you need to understand how TikTok works and how to do transitions and understand trending music, all that stuff, commercial rights, um, all of that video content stuff you need to understand. Right. You can go on TikTok. I mean, I did most of my research when I came to UGC on TikTok. Right. And then I like deep dived into the other sectors because I was like, okay, if I'm going to be doing video content, how do I make great video content with my iPhone? Mm -hmm. So like there's YouTube videos of people, that's all they do is they teach you how to make great content with your iPhone. And, you know, the newest iPhone is made. It is literally made to make movies. It's crazy. Learn this thing. (laughs) Like, learn it like the back of your hand. Take classes. Like, I'm not kidding you. 
I'm literally going to take classes at the Apple store, like a little old lady. Oh, that's cool. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, they teach you how to use this stuff. It's just like you have to continuously be learning, especially because it's technology. Technology is always moving. Yep. If you're not moving with it, you're going to get yep. left behind for the next person who's actually studying and doing the work. Exactly. Because the client's going to want to work with them, not with you that doesn't know how to still use your iPhone. <laughs> so the first thing to do is understand how to create content on TikTok. Yeah. I think that for me in my journey, the, the way that I learned was, I know this sounds crazy, but I was posting seven to 10 times a day for the first three months. Yeah. And it was because I didn't understand it. I was like, how do I get good at this? Because right. Like what works, what doesn't. Yeah. Like if you're trying to grow a following, if there's something certain you're trying to do, then don't do that. But for me, when I was trying to understand how to create video content, that's how I got good at it. Practice. Practice. So understand video content is the first thing. Then the second thing would be uh, study the top creators that are doing this because even though it's UGC, it's also content creation. It's also videography. It's also photography. Study all those top TikTokers and then go down a deep dive and go from the very beginning that they started their TikTok and watch all of their videos because that's literally what I did. I did that with every single UGC creator. I sat there for hours just like... For sort of like yeah. two, three days, like a crackhead. I was like, <laughs> we're going to get this together. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, what you do is after you study all that, take a break, take a day or two to kind of let it just like, you know, fither, like soak up. Yeah, soak up in your brain. And then go on Fiverr and do some research again and understand what type of services you can sell mm-hmm. because not everything you can sell because you're not there yet. So for instance, when I right. first started, I wasn't offering people you know, to do copywriting for scripts, which is something that I'm learning now, but in the future I want to do is copywriting for scripts for UGC or just ads. It's something that I'm learning as I'm doing this. Right. Those are things that you wouldn't know that you can sell as a service if you don't see it. You got to see someone else doing it, right? And you don't need to reinvent the wheel. The wheel's already been invented. Just go look for it. Right. You can do that on Fiverr. So go on Fiverr, type in UGC and see what the top creators are selling as a service. Yeah. Then go to videography. See what kind of services you can sell with videography, photography. Right. People will pay you to edit, to put videos together. Like, it's crazy the amount of things. It's endless. But you won't know until you go on Fiverr and do the research. Exactly. And then, that is when I tell you, start creating your portfolio. Start creating a gig on Fiverr. Mind you, I'm going to be transparent as I always am. I don't have a portfolio, y'all. I started on Fiverr and it's been, <laughs> I've just been, I haven't had time, so I'm working on it now, but. I mean, hey, if you're busy without one, that's how I feel about media kits. We talked about this the other day. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, everyone's like, oh my gosh, I can't apply to any jobs until I have a media kit. And it's like, yes, you can. You don't need a media kit you unless someone asks you for a media kit. And then at that point, you're like, okay, I'll go make one. But like, <laughs> you don't need to have yeah, it. Yeah. I think that, you know, I, I run into this situation too, where I try to, I want to be a perfectionist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And perfection is going to kill the dream. So just do it. Just mm-hmm. put it out there, revamp it, put it out there, revamp it every other week. Yeah. You know, just keep revamping. Yeah, exactly. By the way, don't do that on Fiverr though. Fiverr doesn't like that. Just put really no. So essentially what it happened to me when I first started, I um, was like messing with my gig and I was like trying to fix it because I was like learning. Yeah. Okay. I can offer this. I can, Oh, this is how much I should be charging. Blah, blah, blah. And then my impressions were like super high. And then all of a sudden I just went, whoo. And I was like, oh. what is this? This is not good. 
this is my full time. What are we doing? So I went down the community center on Fiverr, which is really great. Uh, Fiverr has a really great community center where people all communicate. And I love it because they have your back too. Good to know. Like when clients get crazy, because you will get some loco doso oh, clients, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, and you get into yeah. because they'll be like, I need 10 revisions. And you're like, that's not what you paid for. And, you know, that was one thing I liked about the community on Fiverr is like one guy was like, no, you tell him that you're not doing that. That's not fair. And that they yeah. need your work and da, 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 put your foot down. Fiverr has your back. And I was like, Oh wow. Like this is, this is why I like Fiverr. I love that. So then you go on Fiverr, you make your listing when that is working and that it's doing its work. Right. Because just like every platform, there is an algorithm and it needs to figure you out. Right. So let Fiverr do its thing while you are then now on Twitter, Pinterest, uh, TikTok driving traffic right. to that listing, right? That's what I did. I used, I literally just put my Fiverr link when I was able to after I got like a thousand subscribers, uh, a, a thousand, is this subscribers on TikTok? No, it's followers. Followers. Of like a thousand <laughs> followers on TikTok. I immediately put my Fiverr link because I was like, I want to drive traffic. I want people to click on yeah. the baby. You have to do all these like little things and then eventually people will start coming. Right. Yeah. So like, don't expect just to put yourself on Fiverr and then all of a sudden someone's going to be like, I'm going to yeah, her. You have no reviews either. That's another thing. Like mm. you have to study all this. Like a lot of UGC creators don't talk about Fiverr, but that doesn't mean that I didn't go on YouTube and study someone who's a top creator on Fiverr to understand yeah. the platform and, and the way that they sell their services. Right. Like these are just like little things that people don't really deep dive. I mean, I can't hold, you know, the creators too much to it because we sometimes only have three minutes on this platform to really deep dive into things. And it's, it's a lot more, yeah. but I do feel like, you know, there are, some people that just need to really be like, you need to do the work. I think that right with this whole, like even content creation, I think that people just need to be as transparent as they possibly can and just tell people like study, 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 study. Yep, exactly. Lots of research. And one thing I would also add on to that as well is like, I think you need to take time in that process to also think about like to learn strategy, to learn marketing almost because that is another thing that yeah, I'm you know, learning. Exactly. And, but it's so important. Like if you talk to a brand and they're like, yeah, so, you know, we want to hire you. Our goal is really, you know, brand awareness. Like we don't necessarily, you know, want to make all the sales right now. Like we're really just trying to get our brand name out there. You need to be comfortable saying, okay, so if this is your goal, this is what I suggest we create, you know, like it is a 50, 50 partnership at the end of the day. And like, if you have a client that's like, oh yeah, like I want to have brand awareness and like, they don't want to post reels. They don't want you to make any reels. They just want to do feed posts. You have to be able to say, Mm -hmm. okay, so that's not the best way to hit your goals. You know, like if your goal is brand awareness, we need to get reach. The best way to get reach right now is through video content, through reels, through TikTok. So I don't, feel comfortable creating a ton of photos for you because I don't think it's going to help you hit your goals. So like having the confidence to first of all, know the strategy behind all of it, but also having the confidence to speak up and say, this is not the best option for you, you know? So like that I think comes with practice, but being able to have the confidence really is going to be something that will, you know, like help you almost manage expectations and come across as more of a professional who knows their field, who knows their craft n- enough to say, this is what we should do instead. Yeah. I think that's another thing too, is because you see a lot of people saying like, oh, you know, I got a $1,500 deal. I got a $1,200 deal. And in my head, I'm like, I really hope that you're doing a brand strategy for this client, because if right. you do this for a month and you do not deliver, 
they're going to have a very sour taste about UGC. Exactly. And like, that isn't like, again, we go back, study. There's a lot more that goes into you being a pretty right. person or any person and posting a video about a product. It is a lot more yep. that goes into it. Um, it's more than just good lighting and a nice camera. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's more than just living in LA and the palm trees are out. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, seriously. No, you're so right. You're so right. I mean, this was super helpful. I think as any creator who's trying to get into UGC, like this is what they needed to hear is like that it's not easy, that there is a lot of work that goes into it and you can't just start like you should just start by again, like starting to research and things like that. But it's not as easy as just posting a listing on Fiverr and calling it a day like you have to commit to it. And you have to go into it knowing that it's going to be a decent amount of work. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, also, I will say this too, because I think that a lot of times people study too much. They look at people's TikToks too much to get too much information. And it's like, you got to just gather as much as you can and then just go. Right. Right. You have to get to a point where it's just like, okay, I know enough. Let me just go for it. Yep. Because you just have to, because if you don't, there's a lot of, I'm telling you, as I've gotten older, there's a lot more, there's a lot of people out here who are less qualified than you getting paid 10 times more than you. Literally. Like it'll, when you start realizing it too, because of all these different platforms, like I think it's like Clara or Carla, I can't remember that. Oh, Clara, uh, Clara, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're like, wait, that person. Wait, wait, wait. How did that person get paid that? It's like, crazy. It's just, you, and it goes down to confidence also. Like you, It really does. Yeah. Knowledge and confidence. If you have both of those, you will You're get... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Seriously. And all of that comes from doing enough research and having enough knowledge and experience to be able to say, you know, like to stick up for yourself yeah. or again, to like say, this is my rate, take it or leave it, yeah. you know? So spend the time that you need to spend researching, but you're right. Then you have to cut yourself off and say, I know enough to get started and then I can learn the rest as I go. Like in, in anything that I've ever done, the best outcomes are from when I've learned through experience. You know, there's plenty of mistakes that I've made, whether it was with owning my first business, I owned a salon, I made so many mistakes, but I ended up selling that business for a hundred thousand dollars. So like, at the end of the day, you learn at, from all these mistakes. I learned so much from all of those mistakes that brought me into this career. A lot of things that I won't do because now I, I've learned from them. So I think you do have to just dive into it at a certain point and say, look, I'll learn as I go. Mm-hmm. There might be some hiccups. It might not be super fun. But at the end of the day, like you'll know what not to do yeah. after you make those mistakes and have those experiences. Yeah. You want your first post to make you cringe. You want that means you're growing. When you can pinpoint out that you've made a mistake in your past and now you've yeah. grown and you're not going to use that type of lingo or anything, you're growing. And that's good. That's a lot yep. of people out here aren't growing. So <laughs> it's very true. Thing. Very true. Exactly. Let yourself make mistakes. It's the only way to learn. For sure. I love it. Well, thank you so much for for coming on here and spreading your your wisdom to everyone listening. I know so many people are looking to get into UGC, so this is super helpful. I know your inbox, your DMs are always open for people. If anyone has questions? Oh yeah, they're always open. I'm a I you know, I like you know, I had a mentor who taught me everything I know about e-commerce for free. And one of his biggest things was like, if anyone ever asks you for information or tries to get in touch with you, like 
can you not charge them? Because I'm a, he's like, yeah. And I'll leave you with this. He had a lot of people that always were like, oh, I want to learn about e-commerce and blah, blah, blah. And he'd be like, all right, come to my house tonight with a pen and paper and then I'll teach you. And none of them ever came over. And I was the first person that ever did. And he said, if someone really wants to learn, they'll show up with a pen and paper and they will ask you and they will do the work. So if someone's willing to do the work, help them. I helped you. And I was like, okay. I love that. So ever since then, if people come knocking... If you, if you come knocking and you're, you're doing the work and you're showing me like, there's this one girl that consistently, she's like, can you? And I'm like, yep, I got you. Yep. You're doing great. And she like, don't be in my inbox, like asking me for help. And I see her doing the work. Yeah. So I'm just like, you know, I help people that are doing the work. Yep. You're coming in my inbox asking me like how I get started, but you haven't looked at any of my videos, conversations ending. And I'm going to tell you why. Literally. Oh my gosh. I hate that. That is like one of my biggest duckies. Because people want the easy way out. Oh, and it's just like, exactly. life is not easy. Life is not easy. Life is like this. <laughs> Especially our industry. It's one giant shit show. You have to just go, you have to figure it out yourself at a certain point. But yes. yeah, there's no easy answer. You have to do your research. Yes. Title of this episode, do your fucking research. And then come to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So with that being said, both of our inboxes are open uh, as long as you've gone and watched a bunch of our videos first. <laughs> All right, girl. Well, all of Marielle's information is in the description, so you can go check it all out. Thank you again so much for joining us, and I will see all of you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Social Scoop brought to you by Your Social Mate, where we help entrepreneurial creators learn how to monetize and turn their online influence into a legitimate, profitable, and self-sustaining business. We hope you absolutely love this episode and come back every Tuesday for a new one. If you really enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review here and send us a DM to let us know your favorite part. We're an open book if you ever want to discuss episodes. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at KBOUSQ. We'll see you next week.